Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com, at IamNairby on Twitter, at IamNairby on Instagram, at NairbyDo on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch, watch me play games, maybe I'll even show some man hooters. Yeah, everybody loves man hooters. Anyway, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. This, this is the Say by the Bell podcast, the greatest Say by the Bell podcast you've ever listened to in the last 15 seconds. Which is true if this is the only one you've listened to, so that's technically true. And it's time for episode 14. Today we'll be taking a look at Saved by the Bell Season 2, episodes 11 and 12, starting with 11, entitled 1900 Crushed. Air date November 19th, 1990. We start at the max where Zack is hanging out with Screech. Zack asks Screech if he knows what Zack has in common with people in a magazine who made a fortune. Before they were 20, and Screech replies, Nothing. That's why you're not in there. <laughs> oh, well, it's true. <laughs> uh, nowadays, you, you hear it's pretty easy for people to make a fortune thanks to the internet when they're very young. <sighs> Unfortunately, we don't all have awesome man boobs. <sighs> if I had an awesome man boobs, I'd be a millionaire online. Damn it. All you man boobs do with your man boob privilege. Come on. Share a little. Anyway, Zack says that they had big ideas. And big ideas equal big money. Zack then finds an ad in the magazine on how to get your own 900 number. And you can make $2 per call with the right gimmick. Lisa, Jesse, and Slater then arrive as Jesse is reading a letter from one of those Dear Abby type columns. And uh, Jesse asks Lisa her opinion on one of the letters. Lisa gives her opinion and it turns out to be the exact... uh, response to what the Dear Donna writer told the uh, letter writer. So it's a Dear Donna, not a Dear Abby. But uh, Lisa gave the exact same response, basically, as Dear Donna did. Zach tells Lisa that she's just as good as Dear Donna. And she can be famous, which leads to being wealthy. Which leads to a light bulb over Zach's head as he comes up with an idea for the Lisa line. Kelly then arrives with her little sister who Zach refers to as the cutest pitcher in the seventh grade because her Kelly's little sister, Nikki, is uh, decked out in her baseball team gear and says she just came from a baseball game. I guess she's a pitcher. Nikki and Kelly are just back from her aforementioned baseball game where she pitched a no-hitter, except for hitting a kid in the head or something. Zach congratulates Nikki as she tells him that she owes him everything. Everything that she, all of her greatness on the baseball field, she owes to Zach. Zach tells Kelly's sister, Nikki, that she's not only cute, but smart. And she gazes at Zach, and she has a little daydream. I just know the prince is going to pick me. Dream on, girl. The prince will pick me. After all, I am a princess. Forget it. I've got the hottest moves in town. All right for the juju bit. Wait to see. Here comes the prince, Prince Zachary. Rapping all day and I'm getting weak up. If you're not the girl I want, you can take the key care of my girly girl will fit the gold seeker. <laughs> Sorry, Prince Zach. Time to retreat. All of these ladies have fat feet. Oh. Before I 
go won't you try in the shoe because you never know it might be you oh prince zach you're my dream come true i love you so and i love you too Damn, I'm not familiar with today's music, but I can't imagine that there's very much beatboxing going on in it. While it had beatboxing had its nice little run back in the day with uh, the Fat Boys and some rap in general, but you probably don't hear a lot about it now. But then again, I don't listen to very much of music today. I'm at that age where modern music is awful. Just saying. Anyway, after the dream, after the dream, we go to Zach's house where he's hanging out with Screech, still. Zach goes over the numbers on how much money they can make with the Lisa line, and he, he and Screech celebrate as they're going to be rich, and they do a little dance together. And Lisa arrives, and Zach pitches the Lisa line idea to her, and Lisa loves the idea. She asks how much money they can make, and Zach says that money doesn't matter more than the well-being of the callers. <sighs> sure it doesn't, Zach. <laughs> I'd love to prove that theory wrong, that money doesn't buy happiness. Let me prove that theory long, or wrong. Come on, people, just give me money and I'll try to prove it wrong. <sighs> doesn't buy happiness. Well, we'll see. Millionaire coming my way. That I got, I just feel it, man. I got me that lottery ticket, and this is this week is gonna be my week. I, I just feel it, just like I felt it last week, and the week before that, and so on. Anyway, Lisa doesn't buy Zach's little thing about money not mattering. And she wants half of the earnings. Zach agrees on the condition that Lisa no longer give out free advice. And nobody can know that they are behind the 900 number. We then go to Bayside where we see a big banner hanging that reads, Problems? Need advice? Call the team line. Only $2 per call. Uh, oh, I remember back in this day, around this time, those 976 numbers. Everybody remember those? If you're one of these young people who might be listening to Bayside Buddy, yay me. SeroandGrapeJuice.com, thank you for listening. Spread the love. 976 numbers, man. They were a trap and a half. I called a couple of them. Uh, there was one called The Great Game Phone. Uh, it, it, they had its own song, too. The Great Game Phone, it's 1976-8888. And it would just be trivia. But the ones that I mainly called were the wrestling ones. And they were a scam and a half because the whole thing was that it would be like $2 a minute or whatever or $2 for the first minute and then 50 cents for every additional minute. But they would keep you on the line for anyone who remembers those numbers or never called those. There was one time I called for you old school wrestling fans out there. It was the wrestling line, the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation 976 number. And one week the message was George the Animal Steel and Jimmy Hart and the the both of them had banter back and forth and then it ended with George Steel telling the number of the wrestling the 976 line but you see the George the Animal Steel character was really really dumb in the head so it took him forever to to call out this 976 line it would be one Nine. It would just go like that to keep you on the line and keep paying. It was a scam, but yeah. And then yeah, the phone bill came in. My mom saw it, and I never called again. <laughs> anyway, Slater and Jesse see the sign, and they scoff at the idea of calling the teen line. 
Jesse says that calling the line would be like asking for love advice from someone who knows nothing about love. You know, someone like Slater. <laughs> Jesse and Slater begin to argue and Slater wants Jesse to just come out with whatever she's got to say. Because she's obviously has some kind of issue. And Jesse says that she had a really good time with Slater at the prom. And she hoped that Slater would want to go out again. And Slater says that he had a good time too. But he shouldn't have to call because Jesse walked him home. <laughs> so basically, Jesse, Jesse played the man. So, yeah. So anyway, Slater then asks Jesse if she'd like to go out Saturday. And she says, maybe. To which Slater replies that maybe the blow dryer blew Jesse's brains out and he walks off. Maybe. Come on, Jesse. Anyway, we then go to Zach's house where the Lisa line is up and running. And the first call is from a football player named Moose. He's got a girlfriend. And his girlfriend is upset with him because he's not smart like her. Which I watched this back for the review and I thought, really? Talk about petty. Anyway, Zach fills Lisa in and she tells uh, Zach to tell Moose, the football guy, to write his girl a love poem. To which he does, and Moose likes the idea. We then twirly wipe to Lisa on the phone with, with the nerd girl, who Moose's girlfriend, Louise. And the girl is asking Lisa if Lisa would ever go steady with a guy named Moose. And Lisa says yes, because you can always hang your coat on his antlers. We then twirly wipe again to another call incoming, but, and Screech rushes to pick it up and says that he is the Ant-Man. And he asks the caller what's bugging them. <laughs> Because Zach's name is um, uh, Nitro, and I forget what Lisa's name is, but she's using a southern accent to cover her identity. Uh, anyway, Ant-Man was an awesome movie from the Marvel phases, man. Both of them, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp. I love those two movies, man. Two of my favorites in, the fa in all the phases are the Ant-Man movies. Anyway, the new caller is Jesse, and Lisa grabs the phone from Screech. And Lisa knows that it's Jesse, and she stays in character. Lisa, that is. Jesse says that she has a friend who was asked out by a guy, and they're totally different. And Jesse slash her friend doesn't know what she should do. And Lisa tells her that the opposites attract, and her friend should relax and have a good time. Jesse likes the advice and hangs up. And then another phone rings, and Zach picks it up. Team Line, this is Nitro. It's your two bucks, mate. Hi, Nitro. My name is Nikki. It's Kelly's little sister. <laughs> Hello, Nikki. What's up? I really, really like this guy. The problem is, he's going out with someone I'm kind of close to. Well, how does he feel about you? He said he loved me. Whoa. Hold on a sec. Lisa. Lisa. Not now, Zach. I've got a girl on the phone who says she doesn't like shopping. <laughs> Hello, Nikki. You still there? Yeah. What should I do? All's fair and true love and war. Go for it. You're right, Nitro. I'm going to tell him exactly how I feel. <laughs> Mrs. Zach Morris. Ah, yes. Puppy love. Puppy love is the villain of teenagehood, I tell you. Anyway, we then got a commercial break. It all started back when I was a kid on Melmac. And my name was Gordon. Gordon Shumway. Actually, I prefer Alf. <laughs> it's new storytelling Alf. Say on Melmac. No Tabby Burger. 
He sings, he moves, he tells stories, and even knock-knock jokes with lots of uproarious cassettes to choose from. I'll tell you, kiddo, I'm just having too much fun. <laughs> Storytelling Alf. Extra cassettes sold separately. Batteries not included. New from Coleco. After the break, Nikki, Kelly's sister, greets Zach in the, the halls, and Zach is at his locker, and, and uh, Nikki's all dressed up. Zach guesses that Nikki must be meeting someone special, and she says that she is. She walks closer to Zach and tells him that she really, really wants to be his girlfriend. Zach gets caught off guard and asks Nikki, oh, what about Kelly? To which Nikki replies that all is fair in love and war, which is the advice that Zach gave to Nikki when she called into the teen line. And he realizes that he's the one who gave her the advice. Zach tells Nikki that she got some bad advice, but she disagrees. And he then tells her that she needs to get out of there because Kelly always meets him after class. Nikki says that she'll go, but not before she gets a goodbye kiss. And she closes her eyes and puckers up as Kelly and the nerd girl Louise, uh, who called in the teen line, are suddenly walking down the stairs together. Zach sees Kelly and quickly pushes Nikki into his locker in order to hide her. Kelly goes to Zach and tells him that Nikki's got her first crush but she won't say who it is. And Kelly is excited as now she and her little sister have something they can share. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Zach. <sighs> and Kelly heads off to lunch. Zach lets Nikki out of the locker and Nikki still wants her kiss. Zach gives her a quick peck on the cheek as Jesse is now walking down the stairs. Nikki grabs Zach, gives him a big hug and tells him that she loves him as Jesse shakes her head, seeing it all, and refers to Zach as a slime ball. We then go back to Zach's house for more Teen Line, but there's no calls coming in. Screech arrives and tells Zach and Lisa that Teen Line is a hit, and Lisa has solved everybody's problems. Zach sarcastically tells Lisa that she did a great job, and Lisa says thank you, and Zach fires her. <laughs> Lisa gets ticked off and says that she's not leaving until she gets paid. And if Zach doesn't pay her, she's going to tell everyone who's running the teen line. Zach has Screech pay Lisa and she leaves. And Screech wonders to Zach that, you know, what did you want Lisa to do? Give bad advice? And Zach likes that idea and now changes the teen line to giving bad advice, which will cause people to break up, be miserable, and keep calling, which is, which is a pretty good idea. So, you know, supply and demand. Just keep people upset and they'll keep calling and... Yeah, woe is me. Of course, now we have social media for that kind of thing. <laughs> God! <sighs> Just saying all, yeah. Anyway, a phone then rings and it's Slater. And Slater tells Zach, a.k.a. Nitro. Zach is speaking in like an Australian accent. Slater tells Nitro Zach that women are nuts. He says that there's a girl that's been begging for him to ask her out. And when she finally, and when uh, he, he, meaning Slater, finally did, the girl said maybe. Zach tells, or sorry, Nitro Zach tells Slater that just get rid of the girl. And Slater agrees, you know, that's a good idea. Screw her. And he hangs up as Zach and Screech congratulate each other on the new bad advice line. <laughs> we then go to the max where Jesse is with Kelly and Jesse has told Kelly that Nikki and Zach are going out, but Kelly doesn't buy it. She insists that, that uh, Zach and uh, Nikki are just friends. Slater then shows up and tells Jesse that their date for Saturday night is off. 
And he leaves. Jesse is visibly upset by this. And she storms out of the max as Zack and Screech arrive. Kelly goes to run after Jesse and tells Zack that she'll see him tonight. But Zack panics a little and says that he can't see her tonight because he's got something going. <laughs> and he'll call her tomorrow. Kelly hears this and she looks confused, but she accepts and she leaves to run off after Jesse. Zack and Screech then sit with Louise, the nerd girl. And she is just in love with the poetry that she got from Moose. She uh, hands uh, the paper over to let Screech and Zack read it. Screech reads the poem, which reads, The birds and the bees and the trees don't compare to your knees, Louise. <laughs> Alright, well it's better than any haiku. It's better than a haiku. Haikus are the laziest poems on earth. I don't care what anybody says. Screech says that he's always loved that poem, revealing that Moose didn't write it himself. Louise gets angry at that as Moose arrives and she spurts ketchup, ketchup on his shirt and she storms off. We then go back to Zack's house for more teen line. Zack takes a call, and this time it's Kelly. Teen line, this is Nitro. Hi, Nitro, this is Kelly. Kelly? Uh, I mean, hello. Look, I've got a problem. I think my boyfriend's dating my kid's sister. Really? <clears throat> yes, what should I do? Uh, don't do anything. Hold on. Please be home. Please be home. Hello? Yeah, Lisa, it's Zach. Look, Nikki's got a crush on me, and Kelly's on the line, and she thinks I'm dating Nikki. What do I do? I'm sorry, you must have the wrong Lisa. This is the one you fired. No, 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 Lisa, please. I'll give you anything you want. Fine, give me all of Teen Line's profits. Hey, that's robbery. Yeah, isn't it? All right, just hold on a sec. Teen Line, what do you want? Hi, Nitro, this is Nikki again. Oh, no. I mean, hold on. <laughs> all right, Lisa, you win. Now, Nikki's on the line, too. Could you help? Calm down, Zach. Just be honest with Kelly. And what about Nikki? Well, she's young and vulnerable. Let her down gently, got it? Yeah, right. Gently. <sighs> Sounds like the guys really hang up on your sister, and you'd be much better off with someone else. <laughs> Hi, it's Zach. Look, I'm the one running the teen line, and you're the only Kapowski I care about. But don't tell your sister. She let her down gently. Don't worry, Zach. I won't tell Kelly. Nikki? <laughs> yeah, great four square shot of that scene with the four characters in their own little boxes. I like that. That was very well done. Simple yet effective. And uh, kudos to Mark, Paul, Gull Morris. I don't, I've never figured out how to pronounce Mark Paul Gloss Lars last name so let's we'll call him Mark Paul Morris very well done realizing which phone was which in order to screw it all up but yeah I like that very well done Zach screwed we go to commercial from the masters of the universe collection the collector case that carries more than warriors more than weapons your parents put it together battle battle balls can also help you carry on the struggle the struggle for Battle Bones Collector Carry Case from Mattel. Each toy sold separately. 
after the break, art class begins, and the class is going to paint human models. The teacher bring in, brings in three models. One is Slater, another is Moose, and another is some other dude. Jessie says to the teacher that she thought he said models, not pigs. <laughs> and Louise, the nerd girl, speaks out that all men are pigs. And Moose replies that all women are. And he doesn't know until the third model guy says women are more trouble than they're worth. And the teacher likes the emotion going on and suddenly a silly string fight breaks out in class. When Belding arrives and he wants to know what's going on here. Or, well, he didn't say it like that. He said it in the usual Belding fashion. What is going on here? He probably said, hey, 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 to begin with. He usually does. Hey, 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 what's going on here? Probably the t-shirt of the Belding doing that. Anyway, the teacher tells Belding that madness leads to greatness. As Belding is then sprayed with silly string and hit with a big wad of clay. We then go to Belding's office where he has the entire art class in with him. Belding asks Jesse what's going on, and she says that Slater the Brillo Head started it. <laughs> Love it, Brillo Head. Even though he didn't start it, all he did was show up, and Jesse called him a pig. Jesse started it. So, <sighs> more trouble than you're worth, Jesse. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, Slater tells Jesse that he's glad Teen Line told him the dumper, and Jesse says that Teen Line told her to ask Slater out. A few more students reveal the contradicting advice that they got on the teen line, which has led to everybody hating each other. And Belding then asks everyone in the art class, who else called the teen line? And everybody except for Zack and Screech raise their hand. <laughs> Belding realizes, you know, oh, well, it's, here we go again. He tells the class that everyone except for Zack and Screech are allowed to leave. As Belding now realizes that Zack and Screech are the ones behind the teen line, and he tells them that Bayside will be a happy school by tomorrow or else. We then go to the next day, where Zack goes to Lisa, who's at her locker, and he asks Lisa for help fixing things after all the bad advice he gave, and Lisa questions why she should help. And she tells Zack that he still has Kelly, and Zack tells Lisa that he mixed up the calls from the previous night, the four-square thing, and now Nikki thinks Zack wants to be her man. Lisa agrees to help Zack and suggests she make or he make Nikki think that he's a disgusting person. Zack doesn't know how to do that until Screech arrives, and he provides some examples of how to be a disgusting person. Apparently, as he has a little bag of popcorn, he tosses a bunch of it in the air and he tries to catch it all in his mouth. <laughs> we then twirly wipe to Lisa, uh, and and. She's, she's, uh, she's with Slater and Jesse, and she tells them that they're obviously attracted to each other, and there's nobody they'd rather disagree with than each other. Slater and Jesse agree, and they head off together as Lisa asks who's next, and then we get a wide shot of this just long-ass line of students waiting for help. I <laughs> oh, love it. We then twirly wipe to Kelly, who's looking sad as she's sitting on the stairs, and Lisa arrives. Kelly tells Lisa that she's confused about Zach or about the Zach and Nikki situation and the teen line didn't help. Lisa says that she'll help and tells Kelly to meet her at the max tonight. We then twirly wipe again to the max where Lisa arrives with Kelly who's in disguise and she's wearing a blonde wig with big sunglasses and this shiny pink coat looking obviously in disguise but 
obviously in disguise. <laughs> you know, like if you ever showed up at a public place and somebody was wearing what Kelly was wearing, you would realize, okay, this person is trying to hide their identity, obviously. But it's saved by the bell. That's why it's awesome. Anyway, Kelly takes a seat in the booth and Lisa leaves. Zach then arrives, <laughs> dressed as a just hardcore nerd, <laughs> big time, complete with the hat with the propeller on top. And he sits in a booth with Nikki, who was already there. And, and Zach plays the hardcore nerd big time as he shows Nikki a tarantula that he's babysitting or spider sitting for the weekend. And Nikki loves the spider, which throws Zach off guard. Zach continues to try and turn Nikki off by putting his gum in his soda and blowing bubbles into it with his straw, making a mess all over the place. And he asks Nikki if she likes worms. And Nikki says she loves worms. And she's got front row seats to the upcoming insect rodeo. <sighs> this girl is perfect for Screech, but obviously too young, but just saying, man. Zach finally comes clean and tells Nikki that he's in love with Kelly, who's hearing everything in the next booth under disguise. Nikki gets, Nikki gets turned off that Zach couldn't be honest with a 13-year-old girl. She calls him immature and she leaves. Kelly then gets up, still in disguise, and invites Zach to hang out. Zach tells her that, tells her, no, he says no. As he's got a great girlfriend and he's a one-woman guy, he then turns to us. And tells us that he knows that it's Kelly. The credits roll on a very good episode. I like this episode. Little, little, it's like a it was like classic Three's Company mix-up type stuff. I like that from the idea classic sitcoms. Remember those Three's Company mix-ups? Particularly that episode where they thought they had a a vase that was worth a ton of money, and it turns out that it was just some cheap piece of garbage made in Taiwan. <laughs> And I think there was another episode where they thought that one of the three, I don't know if it was Chrissy or maybe Suzanne Somers had left the show this time, but they thought there was a murder committed or something. But yeah, great. I love those mix-ups and they did it very well here. Anyway, that was Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episode 11. We now move on to Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episode 12, entitled Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind, air date November 23rd, 1990. We start in class where students are making a student film, which Zach is directing. Zach prepares Jesse for the upcoming scene where an alien creature will suck out her brain. Zach yells to cue the, high, the hideous creature, and Belding pops in to say hello. <laughs> and Belding is just there to see how things are going with the school's uh, new video camera. And they've waited two years to get it. And he wants the students to be careful with it. Yeah, these, this is one of those big camcorders from back in the day. Zach sets up, uh, well, Zach says it's fine. Take a hike, Belding. He sets up take two, calls for action. Jesse is playing a history teacher. And Screech, dressed like uh, the green giant, you know, the green giant, ho, 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 green giant, you know, the vegetable. Screech is dressed like the green giant's long lost hobo son. So Screech is the alien, and he enters and he sucks out Jesse's brain through a straw. <laughs> Kelly then Kelly then jumps in into shot to inform the moviegoers who are watching via a quick cheer, because she's in her cheerleading gear, that the alien is sucking out Jesse's brain. So it's like she just jumped into the shot and it was like, 
rah 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 the alien's sucking out her brain hoorah <laughs> oh, this would have been the worst movie ever made <laughs> worse than the room bloody hell <laughs> you want to see a god awful movie people like to say plan 9 from outer space is the worst movie ever made no 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 <sighs> I haven't uploaded it yet but for those who check out my movie buddy audio commentaries at serialandgravejuice.com where I watch a movie and commentate during it you know hence movie buddy I recorded a, an audio commentary of The Room from 2003, the very notorious movie. That like that movie is so bad. <laughs> I mean, I will watch Plan 9 from Outer Space again because it's it's funny bad. The Room is is funny bad, but funny bad. I'm never watching this shit again. It's garbage. <laughs> But I haven't uploaded it yet. It's zero, but it's coming. Serialandgravejuice.com. Most likely. Well, in the new year. The room. <laughs> that was awful. Anyway. Lisa the nurse arrives and discovers that Jesse's head is empty. And Screech then... Screech, Screech the alien pleads innocence. Screech then attempts to suck out Lisa's brain until she defends herself and throws... She, she throws a little punch at the straw that Screech is holding and attempts to suck out her brain. And the little hit... Knocks the knocks Screech's tooth out. Zach yells cut as that bit wasn't in the script. And he, upon yelling cut, he bumps into Slater who drops the camera and it breaks. Yeah, those cameras, man, they were big, but they weren't, uh, I mean, suspension of disbelief. They, they didn't fall and shatter into pieces like this one did. They were built tough, just saying. We then go to Zach's room where the entire gang is trying to figure out what to do. Jesse is panicking. Because she's school president and she promised that the camera would be fine. Kelly suggests everyone chip in for a new camera, which Slater says costs around $1,200. Yep. Those cameras were not cheap. I had one. I bought it from Sears. I think I bought it in 2005. So this was 15 years after this episode of Saved by the Bell aired that I bought a camcorder. They sell camcorders and it, it, I think it was like $800. Ugh. And I don't have it anymore, needless to say. But yeah, bloody hell. Whereas nowadays, you get better quality video cameras and, and shit in your phone. Anyway. They realize that they don't have enough money for, for a new camera. As Screech reads out short details of an article from a magazine or a tabloid paper that he's reading, actually. Called the Babbler. Zach wants to see what the heck Screech is rambling about. I think it's called the Rambler. Anyway, Screech is rambling. And uh, Zach takes the the paper and he finds an article saying that the magazine, which he's reading, will pay fifteen hundred dollars for the best picture of an alien. So it's one of those pictures, like those uh, news of the worlds that you see in the grocery aisle as you're waiting to pay for your groceries that say that I aliens have visited and that's where Elvis is hanging out those ones everyone likes the idea <laughs> but they wonder where they're going to find an alien they all grin at each other and agree that Screech will be their alien we then go back to Bayside where Jesse is in disguise trying to avoid Belding who's been asking about the camera Belding then shows up and he sees Jesse in disguise and he says hi to her, to her, and Jesse responds in Spanish. And Belding figures that she's an exchange student. And he asks Jesse her name. <laughs> he 
And Jesse says that her name is Maria. Maria Tortilla. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, Jesse was great here. Uh, Maria Tortilla. <laughs> anyway, building. We probably can't do that now if everybody gets offensive because eggshells. Anyway, building welcomes her to America. It starts to leave when Zach arrives and says hi to Belding. And then hi to Jesse. As Belding realizes that it's not really Maria Tortilla. <laughs> hey, you're not Maria Tortilla. What's going on here? <laughs> anyway, Jesse tries to take off, but Belding stops her. And he wants to know what's going on here. Jesse turns to Zach for an answer. And Zach tells Belding that they just finished their movie. And Belding is happy and asks for his, where the camera is. And Zach takes one out of his gym bag as Lisa see, or sorry, Jesse sees and she's just faints as she's in shock. Is where the hell did this come from? Bloody hell, Maria Tortilla is just we gotta help her. Anyway, we then go to the Max, where the gang celebrate getting the fifteen hundred dollars from the Babbler newspaper as they the paper was dumb enough to believe that Screech was an alien. But then again, were they dumb enough to believe Screech was an alien? Or did they figure that their readers were dumb enough to believe that, that Screech is an alien? <laughs> anyway, then this then this dude arrives, this strange dude, and he asks Max. That's right, Magic Max, who we haven't seen at all this season until now. The dude, the magician. He asks. He asks. Uh, he he. We don't hear what he asks him, but Magic Max just points over to the group who's sitting at a booth. So Magic Max didn't get any lines here. And the guy goes over to the gang's table. The man asks the group about the picture of the alien Screech. And he introduces himself as Thompson. And he asks if they've seen the alien more than once. He tells them that close encounters are worth big money and offers $10,000 if he can meet alien Screech. Zach then has an idea and speaks to the gang in private. It says that they just need to convince Thompson that Screech is an alien. Uh, Slater likes the idea as they've got nothing to lose and Zach tells Thompson that he can arrange a meeting with the alien. Thompson agrees and they agree on a time and place to meet and then Thompson radios to his people that he's made contact and we get a commercial break. Lucky! Rainbow Bright has a new cereal with fruit flavor and bright colors! Colors? Let's see! New Rainbow Bright brand cereal! Sweet fruity rainbows of bright color! A yummy part of this complete breakfast! That aisle! Look out! It's Moon Cloud! No match for Rainbow Bright! Oh no! Broken of color! Idiot! We hate color! No worked out breakfast for us! Fruit flavor, colorful bites, Rainbow Bright! After the break, Screech tells Zack and Slater that he went to the dentist to have his tooth fixed. You know, the one that Lisa knocked out. And now he picks up radio stations via his teeth. And he lets Slater and Zack check it out and hear it. Zack tells Screech that they need to talk to him about something when Screech's teeth plays more radio again. Plays a little radio bit. They ask Screech if this happens all the time and Screech says that it just depends on where he's standing. So Zack and Slater decide to move the conversation elsewhere in the hall, but Screech keeps picking up radio signals. They finally find a quiet spot and tell Screech about the $10,000 meeting opportunity. 
But Screech isn't too sure about it, but Zack and Slater try to convince him by imagining what Screech can do with his share. And Screech gets excited about the prospect of buying a new trailer for his ant farm. <laughs> Screech tells Zack and Slater that he'll let them know his decision later, because now he's got to drop off a note to Belding. I guess a note saying that he had to go to the dentist. We then go to Belding's office and he's speaking with Thompson, the uh, weird dude. Thompson tells Belding that he works for the UFO Investigation Unit. And, uh, yeah, it was just recently revealed, if you're listening to this now when I'm uploading it this week. Well, it wasn't, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it revealed, but the Israeli government came out recently and said that, that well, they basically, conf- well, finger quote, confirmed that we've made contact with aliens from other planets with a galactic federation but that galactic alien federation does not want to reveal itself to you know you and I every average clown because they feel we're not ready for it so I don't know I personally believe there's got to be other life out there you know what I mean as an intelligent life but it's a it's a big ass never ending never ending universe. So yeah. Anyway, <sighs> crop circles. Yeah. But Thompson tells Belding that Morris uh, has made contact with uh, Belding or uh, with an alien, and Belding replies that Zach basically basically the Zach can't be trusted. You don't trust Zach. He's he he's Zach for crying out loud. But Belding insists. That, that uh, there are no aliens at Bayside as he's called away to check on the water polo team who let a horse into the pool. So Belding leaves as Thompson, who's uh, this Thompson guy character is a total klutz, by the way. He's constantly dropping things and bumping into things and knocking shit over. So, but anyway, so Belding leaves as Thompson is looking at Zack's file. When Screech arrives, Screech leaves his note on Belding's desk and then he yawns, and we hear more radio signals, which alert Thompson. And Thompson asks Screech who or what he is. As Screech covers his mouth and runs out of the office. We then go to the Max, where Screech is still worried about pretending to be an alien, but the gang assure him that everything is going to be okay, as they call Max over to help. And Max performs a few magic tricks, and he tells the gang that the best illusions are created in the mind of the holder... And they huddle up and come up with a plan. And uh, that was it as far as he he did get a, a line here. But as I said, this was the the first time we saw him in this season two here. So, and, and if you watch this episode back, I was watching it back for this episode of Bayside Buddy Amy. SeroGrips.com, huh? And the dude who plays Max, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it was the look on his face when he was on camera and shit. But it's like he just didn't seem happy to be there. It's it's almost as if he didn't want to be there or he was pissed off that his character was basically eliminated and maybe they just brought him back for this one-off shot just to because they needed something to explain shit later in this episode. But I don't know if he comes back, but he just had he just had this look on his face that he he wasn't happy to be there, but he was there and he he helped come up with a plan. Anyway, we then go to Bayside at night, and Zach is escorting is es- escorting Thompson through the building. But Thompson is skeptical about why an alien would appear in the school, or a school. 
And we then hear a noise overhead, followed by locker doors opening and closing, as Thompson is sure an alien is nearby. Screech then shows up in his green giant hobo costume. Thompson freaks out at seeing another life form as a set of antennae pop out of behind Screech's head. Basically the magic trick that Max did earlier. Thompson is excited and greets the alien with the classic Star Trek hand gesture where you where you separate in between the middle finger and the the, the weak finger. I don't know what that finger's called, but not the index. You know, that, that hand gesture I'm talking about. And he does that hand gesture until Screech drops the antennae like it falls, and Thompson realizes that it's not really an alien. Screech then starts playing radio, or his teeth start playing radio signals, and Thompson remembers Screech from Belding's office. Zack then comes clean, and everyone comes out of their hiding spots, and Thompson is upset, as it was all just a prank. And he asks Screech who he thinks he's fooling. And Screech, he says, who do you think you're fooling, kid? And Screech replies that he's not a kid, for one thing, which confuses everyone. Screech then says his name is not Screech. His name is Zorch. He then removes his face, (laughs) revealing an alien face, as Thompson is now convinced that Screech really is an alien. Thompson tells the gang that once they get the alien to Washington, he'll see about getting the the gang a medal. Zack then asks about the $10,000, and Thompson says that there is no $10,000 as he's a government agent for the UFO division. (laughs) I work for the the UFO, whatever, anyway. (laughs) Hey, the Israeli government says that uh, they want to, even if it's, I'll just continue for a sec. Thompson says that he's taking Screech in for testing, and he will know more about him once they dissect him. (laughs) Screech freaks out and runs off. We get a commercial break, and... Let's say that there really is there really is a galactic federation of aliens out there that we've discovered, but they don't want to reveal themselves. That wouldn't surprise me. You go on Twitter and social media, and you just look at the stuff that people are. You just look at Twitter, and of course, aliens don't visit us anymore. We've become complete morons. Anyway, we got the commercial break. After the break, Zack is asleep in his bed and woken up by Screech, who's typing away at his at, at a computer. As they're having a, a Zack is having a Screech. A I was gonna say a Screech over a sleepover with Screech. <sighs> yeah, why would aliens visit us now, man? We become you know you come here you, you visit other planets to search for intelligent life. Look on Twitter. There's no intelligence on there. <laughs> anyway, Screech says that he's writing out his will. And he wants Lisa to have his reptile collection. Zack tells Screech to chill out as everything will be straightened out tomorrow. And Screech says his prayers. And he asks the big guy upstairs if Zack can go to heaven with him. Zack and Screech then turn in for the night as Zack asks Screech if he really wants him to go to heaven with him. And Screech says yes as Zack is his best friend. And he wonders if they wear underwear in heaven. We then go to the next day in Belding's office where Thompson tells Belding that he wants Screech the alien released into his care by 3 o'clock or else. We then go to later in the day as Thompson, he's there and he wants the alien. You really think this is going to work? Have I ever let you down, sir? I wish you hadn't said that. 
<laughs> well, Belding, I'm glad to see you came to your senses. Now, where's my alien? Oh, he'll be beaming in momentarily, sir. <laughs> I'm here. Come on out, Screech. The lieutenant is waiting. Well, I see he's back to wearing that strange-looking human mask. Kid, the strange-looking part is me. All right, you might have fooled me once before, but this time, you're coming with me. Well, are you sure you have the right alien, Lieutenant? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what is this, a joke? Like you said, Lieutenant, aliens never travel alone. That's right. Looks like if you're going to take one... You're going to have to take us all. Lieutenant, I'll just use this to fool you. <laughs> well, that's not very honest. Yeah, well, neither is telling a bunch of kids that you're from a newspaper. That's right. Yeah. I knew I should have listened to my mother and become a doctor. <laughs> I guess we'll be seeing him for a while. Oh, yeah. well, we might be seeing him sooner than we had hoped, sir. These are his car keys. Zach. It was a backup plan. Couldn't let him take away my buddy. Hey, you realize this is the first time we've been on the same side on anything? That's right. Maybe we should team up more often. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Those were some... There were some okay-looking screech masks for the time. For 1990... I mean, at first, when when everybody came out wearing a screech mask, I thought, eh, I don't know, but they, they they it was fine. They were obviously trying to be screech. I think it worked, but yeah, still fine. But that was the end of the episode. An okay episode, not the best ever, but there were some good funny moments in it. Maria Tortilla. <laughs> anyway, that was Bayside Buddy episode fourteen. Bayside Buddy, a say by the ball podcast, courtesy of CyrilOnGrapefruit.com. Join us next time for episode 15, 15 years of Bayside Buddy. Yeah, where we'll be taking out Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episodes 13 and 14, entitled Running Zack and the Babysitters. So, some interesting stuff coming up. That Running Zack one is a it's pretty alright one from what I remember. When Zack uh, discovers his heritage. Anyway... Go to SeaRealGrapeFuse.com for more episodes of Bayside Buddy. If you're an old school Degrassi fan, go check out Degrassi Buddy there as well. To check out recaps and thoughts and reviews of the old Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High shows. Also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. And on SoundCloud via SeaRealGrapeFuse.com. Go there also for recipes with videos and recipes with pictures. Go there for Movie Buddy. If you want to watch a movie in your house... But you don't want to clean up your filthy house just download movie buddy and you've got a buddy in there to watch a movie with you you can even pick your nose and eat it and I won't even notice it and hey, we'll see you next time here on Bayside Buddy have a lovely week and Maria Tortilla yeah <laughs>